Hey everybody, welcome to Ask Me Anything. My name is Matt Love, and I am here with Pastor J.D. Greer. And we are in the middle of a marriage and family series, and we have a great two-part episode starting with this part one. And the question is for Pastor J.D., and actually, Veronica, Pastor J.D.'s wife as well, is here, and, and it'll become clear why in just a second, because the question is, how do you handle marital fights? And we figured, you know, we wouldn't let J.D. answer this one too one-sided. So how do you handle marital fights? Well, babe, good to have you. Everybody always likes it better when you're here. But maybe the first thing to do is dispel a myth, and that is that good couples who are good couples never fight. I would say that Veronica and I have proven that thesis. I feel like we're a pretty good couple, but I feel like we fight from time to time. Is that correct? We see things a wee bit different. <laughs> and that's also despite what you told me, that you were so, so proud of like your parents, they did not ever fight in front of you. No fighting. That's true. My parents, they did fight, but they fought privately. You told me I you'd get, never seen it. And I thought at the time, oh dear. Yeah. So anyway, Veronica and I have made up for that. You know, one of the things you say now is that um, couples, good couples are couples who have learned to fight fairly, or you could even say fight Christianly. Um, if you do happen to be one of those starry-eyed couples who feel like we never fight, I, I will tell you, um, Veronica and I were like that too in our dating and engagement. We thought, hey, we never fight. We, we even remember kind of joke coming out of the um, premarital thing on conflict. We we're like, oh, I wonder who this is applicable to. It'll never be applicable to us. It seemed like such a waste of time. Yeah. Maybe that was our problem. <laughs> we should have. Um, one of the things we've learned, and maybe this is a good way to, to jump in, is that the problems that split up marriages are usually not like some kind of special class that something got revealed about you and her that just makes you a couple that can't get along and you're going to have to get divorced. It's usually a generic problem that is present in some way in every marriage. Some marriages worse than others. But what happens is that one or the other of the partners does not know how to handle conflict. And so it's like um, the book of Song of Solomon says that the little fox suddenly destroys the vineyard. It's not that ferocious of an animal. It's just a generic problem. So the, the real issue is not the problem. It's not knowing how to how to keep those minor problems from becoming major ones. So, um, you know, what we're going to do is um, we actually have uh, some things that we've taught here. I've taught here about um, kind of 10 principles of fighting. And we're just going to sort of use that as the, the backdrop. And so I'll go through and we'll just comment on them. Yeah, I, I think it's important that like the assumption is that when you're married, you will have fights. Right, right. And so is your second or third time on the podcast here. Um, we're going to just have you jump in. Um, number one is the first one thing we say is examine your heart. And what we mean by that is um, even if you've been wronged, which is, you know, a real chance in every in every fight we've had, I felt wronged in some way. It's, you know, what is what does my anger say about my heart? Um, where does it come from? I mean, James says that the reason that we end up getting really angry at each other is we have these passions in us that you're not doing what I want and I really need this control. And if not, I'm going to be furious at you. So what does it tell you? What is it? You know, it's, a, it's like you got a smoke detector that's just telling you, um, hey, something's not right in here, that this is an outsized problem. Yeah, maybe you could express some concern or some displeasure, but the anger that it causes in you might show that it, you know, it actually is an idol in your heart, this kind of control of this person doing what you want them to do. Yeah, I think it's important to try and know yourself as well as you can there too. Because I think we can often think that we're upset about one thing, but it's actually something else. So to do some work, you know, on figuring that out and, and really knowing and, and having people in your life too, that can tell you like, I think this is like a little more of a 
bitterness issue or a little more of a resistance to God's plan for your life issue. Like, I think it's more of that than like actually what he's doing, not doing, or she's doing or not doing. It's more that. Right. Yeah. It's just one of the, I, I appreciate you bringing that up that like the outside counsel um, is very helpful here because somebody can say, Hey, yeah, I understand why you're concerned about this, but that should, you should be willing. <laughs> like I think of the one uh, kind of the fight that we had about, um, you know, you not putting, what was it you weren't putting on the table? Okay, so you were mad that I didn't put the Franks out, the Franks hot sauce? Oh, yes, the That's Franks hot sauce. That's it. <laughs> and I was mad that you would leave it out every night and I had to put it away every night. <laughs> yeah, so I felt like why, you know, like she knows I like to put this kind of hot sauce on these kinds of foods, but she will never put it out. I have to go get it out of the refrigerator. And so we had outside counsel that tells Guys, us. Guys, we actually fight about this. Yeah. So what what was it that your 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 friend told you? Everyone's feeling better about themselves right now. Um, my friend said, get a basket and put it on the table, and then you never have to worry about it again. So it's like, hey, you should probably not worry about putting it out and told me, like, you just need to get over this and not be. Yeah. Um, so examine your heart. Have outside counsel. All right. So number two, overlook whatever you can. You want to take a first shot at this one, Veronica? Uh, yeah. I mean, gosh, we say it to our kids a lot too, in a different context, obviously, but it is to a man's glory to overlook an offense, Proverbs nineteen eleven. I mean, gosh, if if it's something that you can, you know, cover with love, then you should. Hmm. Um, Proverbs twelve sixteen, the vexation of a fool is known at once, but the prudent ignores an insult. I think that's a really great one too. Yeah, this doesn't apply to things that like would do lasting damage. We're not talking about things that make you unable to be lived with or things that are toxic in your relationship, but there's a lot of things that just, they, it's like I always compare it to tennis. You know, it's like somebody, you're, you're sort of hitting nice, lazy lobs over there, and all of a sudden somebody put some spice on it. Sometimes you just need to let it go by and just overlook it, and it, will, it won't change. You know, it's not going to change the relationship. Yeah, I think you can tell if it falls in this category or not um, by a few things. One is if you were, for whatever reason, not able to get past it. Hmm. So I guess 10 years in, you just couldn't get past the Franks anymore. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I'm just. I was saying it might have been unhealthy that you weren't putting it out there because you were just thinking about what you wanted on your food as opposed to what I wanted on my People food. People can have different views, right? Anyway, so. if you really can't get past it in your heart and mind, um, you know, then you're going to probably have to, you're going to have to talk about it, and you know, that conversation may be an intense one. But if you can and you can just move on and you can just see it as like being done unto the Lord and like a service to the Lord, those kinds of things. And this is, you know, in the context of a human being who in general is honoring you and, and is trustworthy and safe. So, yeah. 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 I think probably the verse speaks for itself. It is a glory. It is to your glory to overlook an offense. And there's nothing wrong. You don't have to comment on everything. And you just, it, it, you are a large person when a lot of, what the other spouse is doing or not doing isn't not doing what you want, but it doesn't really doesn't really bother uh, bother you. You don't you don't camp on it. Here's number three: be practical in how you fight. Uh, Proverbs twelve eighteen. There is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. We've always thought of rash words as like ill timed words or words said in anger when they don't have to be. Um, I know that you and I have sometimes found it helpful to boundarize conflict and uh, you know into certain time zones moods. Uh, there are times days we yeah. don't fight on Sundays because you're a pastor and that's not going to go well. Right, we have a PMS, what post message syndrome right. is what we call it. It's very real. Um, you know, or we'll just when we're both physically tired. You'll do that a lot. You'll just say, "Hey, this is not going to go well right now. Um, you're going to, I'm going to be angry. You're going to be angry. Let's just postpone this." Um, I learned years ago a thing called the 24 hour rule. 
uh, which is, you know, I'm saying to you, I promise to come back to this within 24 hours. You got to make good on that. Otherwise, next time you try to punt it, they'll say, you know, no, we'll never bring this back up. But if you bring it back up in 24 hours, you know, it, it, you, 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 can, you can get it in a better situation, a better environment where the conversation is more likely to be productive. Well, what do you think about um, the verse about don't let the sun go down on your wrath? Yeah, well, first of all, I always say, I always heard that you was like, we got to, you know, we got to resolve this before. Right. We get that's what I was told. Yeah. Right. Well, first of all, it can't literally mean that because that would mean some people in Sweden could nurse their grievances for three months in the summer. <laughs> but in the winter, they'd only but have about two hours. Eight hours a year or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. The main point of that verse is that we need to deal with our wrath and vengeance and get it out of our hearts. I think Paul is using just a metaphor there. And he's saying, yeah, you know, you don't let this thing fester. He doesn't mean if, because sometimes you and I have gotten into it at like, 11:45 and you'll say this is not going to go well. But we wait till tomorrow the next afternoon and it's just a lot easier. So sometimes 24 hours can help us separate unrighteous selfish irritation from righteous loving other-centered anger that would actually I'm dealing with this you're dealing with this because it would actually help our relationship and it's the loving thing to do and not just expressing irritation. Um, number 4 is be quick to listen and slow to speak. So we're terrible at this. <laughs> Both of us or just me? Mm -hmm, both okay. of us. Um, he who gives an answer before he hears, Proverbs eighteen thirteen, and it's a folly and a shame. Um, I often do not take time to actually listen. I, I'm just looking for what I can combat or how to make myself known as opposed to why is she saying, what is she saying? Why is she saying what she's saying? It And what's the real issue here? Our pastor of counseling, Brad Hambrick, says that the vast majority of communication problems are not expression problems, but listening problems. I think that's really true for both of us and everyone else too, that we don't know what the person's actually saying. We, I mean, they, here's the thing. So I'm not great at communication. I often don't have access to the language I need. So sometimes you're listening for not even the things I'm saying, but what I'm saying behind it, which is complicated. Right. That's a whole thing. Yeah. I think Brad, or I can't remember where we heard this, but a servant listener, I'm actually trying to serve you, not just trying to listen to the words, but what, how, what is she really saying? Um, I've heard, you know, I've heard some, some things, some qualities don't interrupt. If you don't know what's being said or you think you might not know what's being said, just ask questions. If you still don't know what to say, ask more questions. If you still don't know what to say after that, just repeat what the other person said back to them. Mm -hmm. And then and then sometimes as, as, as you or I repeat it back, then I can clarify and say, no, no, that's not what I'm saying. So um, not giving premature advice. Uh, I'm, I'm really bad at that. You know, guys typically are fixers. And it's true. I think that's a little bit of a good generality to remember is women are, I would say, typically um, good at kind of just listening and just to just to be a presence to hear. Mm -hmm. And that's like really reassuring for people, very comforting. A lot of times as you're talking out loud, saying things, you start to form a an idea in your head of what you want to do anyway as you're talking. Right. Um, I, I think men can struggle more with that. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a here's a phrase I've heard that's that's helped me. Listening is a skill that's most necessary when it's most difficult. Yeah, that is and true. So for I'm both. asking God for help in it. Last one we'll deal with and before um, bringing this one to a close Seek their sanctification, not your vindication. What does that mean? Well, there's a reason that you're married. And when you're married, you have conflict. There's a reason for all of that. So it's going to, if you're ultimately open to God's purpose in your life, which is going to be worked through your marriage, among other things, you're looking for what's being changed in you and what's being like sanctified and made more holy instead of proving your point and having the other person agree that you were right and coming around to your view. Yeah, the whole thing is if my whole goal in the marriage is showing that I'm right and getting my way, 
then that is both a pride and idolatry that's going to destroy our relationship. But if I'm saying the point is not my vindication here, the point is not being shown that I'm right. I don't need her to apologize for everything. I don't need her to acknowledge that I was right. Um, We just need to get to where the relationship is healthy and it is functioning. And that means overlooking some offenses. It means allow it, forgiving you for misunderstanding motives to keep our eye on the goal of a prospering, flourishing relationship and not my own vindication. Yeah. And there's something being done between you and God in this. Mm. And I think that that, you know, sometimes I even resist that because maybe I don't like what I think he's doing, but ultimately I do come back and say, no, I really do want what he wants for me. And what he wants for me in this marriage is something, there's something that he's doing. Right. Yeah. I can remember one time confiding to a friend, sort of an older friend, who I was telling about just some issue that we were having. And he just says, he said, you know, he said, we can deal with that. What you might need to say to Veronica later. He said, but what's God doing in you in this? He's doing something good. And he was, he was correcting a a control problem and a anger and a righteousness problem. And, and uh, what God was doing in me was much more significant than what I needed to fix in, in our relationship. So anyway, those are the first five. We'll come back next time for the next five. The next five. All right. Well, thank you so much, JD and Veronica, for for sharing some of that wisdom. And actually, we're going to, like I said at the beginning, be doing a part two. So um, make sure you uh, come back next week to get part two of this conversation between JD and Veronica about how they handle marital fights. Um, and I think this is just really, really helpful and practical. Um, so, so make sure you come back for part two. Um, and if you enjoy the podcast, we would just really love if you would Um, go ahead and leave a review and a rating. That is just a really easy way to make sure other people hear the podcast. And so if you like the podcast, chances are other people will as well. And those ratings and reviews really, really help other people get connected and hear some of this great content. So um, go ahead and leave a review, leave a rating, and we will see you next time on Ask Me Anything.